now tuned into the greatest. Let's go, let's go. I'm not going to lie, man. I fucking re- I just reached out to a ton of brands that I want to work with. And listen, I got to be honest. Now in 2022, you know, it's it's really not about how many followers you have and how many mm-hmm. likes and comments you have. You know what's more important is if the brand wants to work with you as a creator. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. it. Everything else is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Uh, trust me. And, and like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this from a point of, like I had this stuck in my mind where, you know, you had to have a million followers to get a sponsorship deal or, yeah. you know, you wait for them to reach out to you. No, no, you need to initiate the conversation. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I've, yeah. Had a, I've had a lot of denies, right? Because the sure. price point, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like, you know, it's crazy because I have, I only have a half a mil on TikTok and I have 30 K on mm. Instagram, but yet mm-hmm. I have more sponsorship deals in my inbox than yeah. one of my, <laughs> you can think of <laughs> two of my good friends, one who, uh, you know, I'm not going to out him out, but like, you know, he is, of course, of course, he's struggling for sh- sponsorship deals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is what I realize is, is it's important to have a voice in a personality and a point of view and then keep the content mm-hmm. clean. And the reason why I'm hyped up is because I had Breville reach out last night. Breville. Oh, damn. My bad, son. I, I reached out to him a couple a couple months, like two, like last year during this time. Sure. During, you know, last year, I kind of like just shot him a DM or I re, 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 uh, reshared something. But mm. then uh, during this new year, you know, when I have my media kit ready, dog, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I slid into the DMs, man. And I just and I'm, you know, dude, I got to I got to hit back and I was super amped up and Heck yeah. Um, yeah and it's like you know what i don't know what that partnership entails i don't know if it's ever going to happen i know that sure i will tell you right now big box brands are doing campaigns for super for certain products and yeah. listen you want to get on this campaign mm-hmm. so anybody out there whoever if you're a chef if you are a young cook i'm telling you start creating content on the internet unless you hate to do it like it doesn't look look here look here's another thing right like casey has 20k on tiktok right but that doesn't make Mm. me better than him it not at all like i don't care and all my friends that have millions of followers dude they don't care either whether i have how many followers we none (laughs) of us care we all what we care about is the community building a community and also creating content that is that is tangible and it inspires the younger generation like straight up yeah and Listen, okay, let's man. let's be honest. Uh, you know, all of this content creation and stuff has just started. You know what I'm saying? It only started in the early 2000s. Think about it. Yeah. Now it's a it's a career. You can make a career out of this, man. And I would argue that, like, listen, I'm. It makes me. It makes me. Uh, like makes my skin boil sometimes because I remember working mm. so hard as a cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hard, bro. and then it's like, almost like right now. It's like there's just money laying there. I could take that, dude. Let's, <laughs> like let's what? Put, Let's let's put it this way. I just signed a deal to do one Instagram story and a story, okay. point and a shoot, story, a story. link, okay, for a, a a substantial amount of money. And the thing yeah. is, is like what people need to realize is like you know you have to like. I was never interested in sponsorship posts, and the reason why I want to touch on this is because I think if you're a young cook, or if you're a in college, or if you're in high school. Or if you are up and coming and you're worried, you're scared about posting things on the internet, or you're the other mm-hmm. uh, other side of the spectrum where you just want to create viral videos, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I feel like people get trapped into that uh, mindset, you know. 
I, I, I just want to say, like, if you're cooking, you're not going to make that much money cooking. Okay. I'm Correct. sorry. 100%. It's, you're not going to make that much money being a cook. You might get, it sucks too. It's not easy. You have to be passionate about it. But what I am saying is you can supplement your income with sponsorship posts and posting videos mm -hmm. on the internet and, um, you know, creating that portfolio that makes you stand out. And uh, yeah. I just want to, I just want to throw that out there because, uh, you know, in the universe, because I feel like I had so many questions as a content creator, like, okay, yeah, like it wasn't until the beginning of this year, like, okay, how am I going to take this seriously? And I'm sure you probably think of the same thing too, Casey. Oh, like, of course I am. Know, like you'll see, Literally, you'll like see listen, if you have 10 K on TikTok, you can start monetizing. You need to start, mm -hmm. you need to build up your portfolio, do a couple brand deals for free. Okay, you want to make what's called a media kit, and that's basically a, a short page of why they should choose you and why they should work with you. And listen, mm -hmm. don't don't do brand deals that you're not about, right? Like I, I'll be honest, I, like there was this knife company off of Amazon, you know, like the freaking mm, Chinese cleaver. It, like I knew mm -hmm. the knife was mass produced, and I like as soon as I had, all all you all I had to do was ask a simple question: Who makes the knife? Who makes yeah. it? Is it an? I want to know his name. I want to know what type of metals you use. And, yeah. you know, if you can't answer that question for me, then I'm, I'm moving on, right? I don't want the free knife. <laughs> yeah. I don't want the free product. But I think what's really important is, like, for a young cook, I think that could be really good to supplement income. Yeah. So if you're out there, don't be scared. Just start because, you know, two, 200 bucks here, 300 bucks here, $500 here, 800 bucks here, tw you know, 1200 here, you know, once a month. Dude, it's going to supplement your income and it gives you yeah. more wiggle room. Like, I think it's important. I think it's important. Yeah. And I mean, one more, and I'll, I'll end with this, Casey. If you do not know how to edit videos, or if you don't know how to edit, like, like, yo, get over yourself, go to YouTube. There is so much information. I do not like editing videos. I am at a point in my life where I outsource the editing. I edit some if it's like a certain, if they want a certain look. But I'll be honest, you need to know how to edit videos. This is part of it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I edited. I mean, listen, I'm not a good at. I'm not a videographer. I'm not an editor. But at the same time, I know how to edit videos. I think this is really mm. important. And over time, you become faster. It's hard for the first six months. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure you, you could admit, Casey. It's not easy editing videos. Sometimes you get wrapped up oh, for an hour just dude, picking a motherfucking me. song. Just picking a song. I mean, right. I am. I am an editor. So uh, to to question uh, to answer your question, I did it for two years, Brandon. I don't. I don't know if I told you. Um, I had a page on Fiverr. Like I was. I was making some pretty steady cash, oh. editing videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I. I had my footing in there already. Like I know how to do it, especially specifically for audio, for yeah. podcast, whatever. That's that's literally what people go into me. Like every week, you know, I was making like I don't know, two three hundred just just editing stuff. You know, just yeah. quick hour or so whatever i i do it on my uh, on my off time while i was doing the restaurant but anyway you can do it you can yeah. do it just get your foot in there uh you definitely can but now obviously more focused on the restaurant uh yeah. on my restaurant i should say um but yeah, yeah man it's um it's it's a hustle i should just yes. say 100 you know? but i feel like a lot of people are making excuses you know what i'm saying like i i uh yeah i i get a lot of comments and i had somebody um i reached out sorry i'm like uh, massage in my face. I had somebody reach out and they're like, Hey chef, how do I get started? Blah, blah, blah. How do I get started in cooking? Mm. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm thinking in my head, like you just have to commit to something. just cook. Yeah. You, you just, you just have to like, and, and what I'm saying to the younger generation of, of chefs nowadays is like, don't wait, get into yeah. a restaurant, 
start cooking, start creating content. You need to have these different avenues. When I was cooking, that was it. It was just cooking. It was only cooking. There was no Instagram. Mm -hmm. There was no Facebook. There was no TikTok. Oh, the Facebook, I think, was there. But I wasn't posting anything. I wouldn't have my cell phone in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Um, but I think what's really important is people are genuinely interested in what it's like to be in a professional kitchen. They're never going to step foot in the professional kitchen in their life. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, like, the thing is, is, like, all I'm saying is, is a lot of people second guess and question, um, you know, especially the young crowd. And so if I could if I could give you any advice, if you're trying to figure it out, just start. Just do it. Yeah. Say, say, hey, listen, you don't just because you sign up for a job. Right. Doesn't mean you have to commit to two to five years. I don't know why everybody like this. This is what it used to be, too. This is what it used to be back in the day. Like a lot of people would say, hey, you need to at least work there for two years or work there for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. I am telling you right now in 2022, if you were start working in a restaurant and within 60 to 90 days, it's just not for you. That's all you need Quit. to say. Yeah. Just move go. on. Like, it's not for me. It's fine. Don't stay there if your boss sucks, if your coworkers are not vibing. Dude, if you don't fit it, you don't fit. It's totally fine. Like, it's not yeah. going to damage your credit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. I know a lot of young cooks, and I, and I'm, you know, and I, I, I just spoke with a chef that was uh, worked at Alinea before I did. But, you know, when I worked at Alinea, man, cooks were like, dude, like a fucking Rolodex, bro. But yeah, this is back in the man. day when it was hard to get a job there. And uh, mm. I saw so many talented cooks, man, just booted, you know, like no short of talent, just completely belittled and crushed. Mm -hmm. I just thank God that I was a sous chef before I went to Alinea. So I had much tougher skin, right? I had much yeah, tougher yeah, yeah, skin. Yeah. I had much more leadership skills. And unfortunately, when you're a young cook and you're getting reprimanded or just drilled, it's very difficult to swallow your pride and take that. Like, it's you just tough. Shut down. Yeah. It's hard to come back the next day. But what was crazy is like the reason why I'm saying this is like some people were scared to leave or they didn't or they just, you know, they didn't want to commit to like six months or a year, but they didn't want to put it on yeah, their resume. Yeah, yeah. And I was just having this conversation like, hey, it's OK to say you work there. But honestly, mm -hmm. The problem that I saw the most of is, you know, a lot of the sous chefs were young in management. They got promoted there or that, you know, they're in their early yeah. 20s. And, you know, I was the same way, man. I came out like hot, like hot headed, freaking didn't know how to lead people, didn't know how mm -hmm. to like being a sous chef is leadership. You know what I'm saying? Being a sous yeah. chef is leadership. And unfortunately, you're never going to be ready to take on this position. You just have to yep. go through it. You have to hop into that role. Mm -hmm. and, it's a big know, jump got, too like all of a sudden you're like what i'm managing what now people yeah i thought i'm just working yeah it's, and a it's big, hard it's a big... and it's overwhelming and that's why mm -hmm. some of these young chefs just crack and they just freaking yeah, lose yeah. their mind and um that's what i realized and i i you know i feel bad too because it wasn't until later in my career that i realized like shit i should have just talked to chef Ackett's himself you know what i'm saying the reason i left yeah, was, yeah, yeah. was stupid I, I had no choice like there was just, i just couldn't live anymore I'm not going to go into my full mm. story, but like, I had, I, I, feel, know, I feel, yeah, I mean, listen, I was making like minimum wage, man. It was just like, I, I remember telling the chef like, Hey, listen, you know, I remember the problem was, is I was talking to the chefs. I wasn't talking to ownership. So if you're in a, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. This, is a this is a good caveat. This is a good one. I, I left Oriel making a salary of a really good amount of money. I, when mm. I first signed on, I said, Hey chef, listen, I cannot just make minimum wage. At least let me prove to you that I'm a good cook. And after, Correct. can I at least get X amount of dollars? And we agreed. Unfortunately, you know, that never happened, right? Because that chef mm. left. 
Then I literally approached the new chef, the new executive chef that was there, and God bless him. It's not his fault, right? He's new into his role. And I said, hey, listen, I'm going to be honest. I came from Vegas. I was making this amount of dollars. Is there ever a chance that I'll get back to this number? I just want to know. Correct. He said, absolutely not. He said, absolutely not. And I was like, okay, so I know my answer. And I'm like, okay, so this is not good for me to pursue anymore, right? And it wasn't that much. I said, hey, is there ever a chance that I'll be willing? This was back in 2012. I said, listen, I was making... Uh, 55k as a sous chef in yeah, yeah. in Las Vegas. Is there ever yeah. a chance in the next year or two that I'll be making, you know, that I would be able to make this amount of do- this amount? Yeah, this is what I need to survive. Mm-hmm. And his answer right away was no, absolutely not. was no. And wow. and I'm like, damn. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. Well, thanks for telling me. Thank you. Thank you for being honest, chef. But you know what? If I could go back, I would have talked to Chef Ackett's himself. I would have said, yeah, like just. And if anybody out there, don't waste your time talking with higher leadership. You need to talk to ownership. Owner, you owner, have to. right away. Don't talk to the owner. Don't waste your time with the kitchen managers or the managers. Yep. You need to talk to the head honcho. Like mm. you need to talk to the one that is able to make decisions like that. Because what yep. I realized is growing up in the kitchen, when you're asking for a salary that is like anything close to the your hiring manager or your, you know, your manager in general, I don't know what he made, but like yeah. I totally get it. Yeah, I would shut They're it down. They're gonna say too. no. Yeah, correct. You'd be like, you're not going to make more of me. I have. Listen, I remember being at uh, Spago and I had, um, we had a sous chef that was coming on. He wanted, um, you know, 70K and I was at like 74 or something. And I remember I was like, yeah, no, nah, yeah. it ain't going to happen, bro. Like, you know, because that was my seat. <laughs> not today, son. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized like, you know what? That's kind of selfish of me. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, like later on down the road, like, you know, I realized as a chef, you know, this is what. You want somebody, if the person that is under you that you're mentoring is not, does not come out better than you, you didn't do your job. Bottom line. Yeah, you failed. Yeah. Oh, yo, can we talk about that really quickly? Like, um, to, to, um, to, to grow somebody underneath you, right? So, in, in my, during my last corporate, uh, I was there seven years, I trained two people, right? And one of them gone on, became sous chef. Um, she's now fully successful. The other one, um, gone on to be a kitchen manager also very successful and i was like every time we talk i was like yo do you think i did you right in my brain i was like do you think i did you right do you think i gave you enough training because like i always felt like when we were you know when we're all together like the three of us uh, i felt like there was kind of there was a lot of tension because you know obviously everybody's a type a personality whatever it is you know leading the show whatever do you think i gave you enough tools and i thankfully i think they understood they're like yeah i think you did and you know now we're on to about our about our day so i think that's that's really important i'm not trying to do my own horn or anything but like i think when you have people under you you have to you have to make them better than you are essentially you know that way they can lead their own that's that's a great point and you know what i tell you know what i tell everybody and i know this is hard for some people to understand is you work for them they don't work for you once you you understand that your life becomes a lot easier you know and Mm -hmm. i remember i had the biggest issue with having a big sous chef sous chef team where everybody had their different opinions right like sous chef would say tell the cook this and another sous chef would tell the cook this and so basically i swear to god dude this was like my biggest pet peeve so i would say okay Mm. okay uh you know x y told you this okay great hold on one second and i would say hey and then i would call everybody over i'm like hey listen this is the standard. This is where we're going. Does everybody understand? Okay, great. Confirm. Great, great, mm. great. Listen, I'm like, listen, if this ever happens, if I tell you one thing or the sous chef tells you a different thing, you know, I don't want to step on their leadership toes and they don't want to yep. step on my leadership toes. So just because I'm the CDC doesn't mean that it's right, right? Like yeah, if, yeah. My sous, if my sous chef is running the PM dinner line, like he's in charge. I'm nowhere to be, like if I don't let him yep, do yep. his thing, 
or her thing, then guess what? Like she's they're never going to learn. They're never going to grow. They are the head yeah. honcho. And, you know, mm -hmm. that leads me to say, like, you work for them. They don't work for you. You need to build these people up. You need to offer more value than they offer to you. Yeah. And you know what yeah. I hate the most? You know what I hate the most? And I was I was victim. I was not I was not only victim of this, but I also did this myself. Like I expected mm. the sous chefs to work 90 hours a week, like just because yeah, I work 90 hours a week. Yeah, just because correct. I work. And then, you know what I realized, man, after I got older, man, like, I'm just like, dude, this is stupid. You know what? And I'll, man, I'll shout out my wife for this one because, <clears throat> you know, she, she's like, listen, I love you. You know, you're, you know, I know I married a chef and I know what I got into. And we talk about this all the time because she literally told me one time, like, she's like, I don't understand why you have to go in for a sixth day. Like, yeah, she's like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. And she's like, and I don't understand why you're there all day long. She's like, yeah. you're there breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And she's like, mm -hmm. and you work your six days. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, baby, you know, we're, we're short staffed, blah, blah, blah. Like there's, and she's like, okay, well, there's two, there's two issues. She's like, you know, it's either you have a time management problem <laughs> <laughs> or you're short staff. And I'm like, yeah. mm. and that's then a I little tough. It. Yeah. And then I remember, and then I like, it dawned on me. And then, so then basically I remember starting to push back a little bit, like, Nah, chef, I'm not coming in at nine o'clock. Like, yeah, no, I'm gonna come in at eleven. No. Yeah. I'm gonna come in at eleven. There's no reason to be for me to be here because our scheduled time was eight thirty, and we'd work until yeah. like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. And I'm like, chef, we don't need to be here this early. I'm like, I'm coming in at eleven. Yeah. Well, I'm still coming in at eight thirty. I'm coming in. You know, okay. so I'm coming in for breakfast. I need cool. to oversee breakfast. And I'm like, listen, let's be honest. You know, the breakfast cook, he'll he like he had it on lock. He he we, he doesn't yeah. need us. Yeah, we don't yeah. need to be here. Like, and so then it's funny because I started coming at 11 and then I started leaving earlier. Like one service was yeah. over. We had two more yeah. tables left. I'm like, yeah, man. Exactly. I'm Yo, here. thank you. Looking, just yeah. let them, let and, the, let the listen, people do their thing, man. And I'm telling every chef out there, it's okay. You don't need to show your badge of honor of being yes. at work all fucking day, man. Like yes, when yes, you yes, get yes. your paycheck, unless it's your, unless it's you're the chef owner, Unless you're the chef owner, man, just remember that the company does not care about any type of feelings or your well-being. <laughs> you have to care about your feelings and your well-being. And what I'm saying is when you get your paycheck, it is 40 hours a week. Now, 40 hours. Yeah. be flexible, okay? Be flexible. Don't be a dick. Oh, I'm only working 40 hours a week. No, you should be trying to shoot for that 40 hours a week. But the problem mm -hmm. that I always ran into is the hours of operation exceeded my salary pay, right? Yeah. So what's really important is you have to make sure that people are in the right spots and you have to let them fail. You have to let them fail. I remember we went down for, for brunch one Sunday, right? And uh, it was it was crazy because, <clears throat> you know, chef, um, chef and I were off and, um, it, you know, it was like, it, you know, it was hard. It was rough. But yeah. the thing is, is there was two shoe chefs there, two shoe chefs were on. Yeah. And, um, you know. And yes, they were able to recruit, but you know, ultimately they didn't get it. They didn't get the cooks like hyped up enough to get ready for the brunch service, right? They didn't get them yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. hey, like you know, let's go, hey, make sure you make sure you got a basket of fries down, make sure you have you know, like mm -hmm. sandbag a little bit. And but it was a good learning experience because not only did I like not, I felt guilty a little bit, but at the same time, it was a good learning experience. I'm like, hey, what did we learn from that service? Like, listen. Yeah. Restaurants are restaurants, man. Service is service. Sometimes you're gonna be short staff. You're gonna like there's so many different variables. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if you do everything, if you do everything and put your fingers in everything, then guess what, man? You're just gonna 
dwindle away. You know, and yeah, that, you're gonna get burnt out really that bad. Is the problem, really yeah. bad. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I remember like uh, there was one time where I was like, hey, uh, you know, like this, like there was this, I was training somebody in banquets, and listen, man, banquets is is it can be as easy as you want or it can be as hard as you want. And listen, mm-hmm. the fact that you have the menu in advance gives you an advantage, right? Mm-hmm. You can order and you can prepare in advance. Like, dude, well, anyway, I was training a young sous chef and I remember specifically the situation, man, they had canapes, canapes, uh, first course, second course, and um, pastry mm-hmm. was taking care of dessert. It was 45 people. And it was funny okay. because uh, he was cutting it close. You know, he was cutting it close. man. I'm like, listen, you need to be set up by three o'clock, you know? Three yeah. o'clock, you need to be set up. You need to set be set up fully at least an hour before the event so that way you can fine-tune everything. Tell me why they wanted to start 45 minutes early. Oh, of course. Yeah. And and uh, we had this, we had this <laughs> standard, and I recommend everybody to do this. Don't plate the set, don't pre-plate the salad. Okay. Come on, man. Stop. stop. Can, yeah. I, can we stop that shit, chefs? Can we stop pre-plate unless the guest requests? Obviously, like I've had, yeah, I've yeah. had guests say, "Hey, we're gonna, we want the salad uh, pre-plated." I strongly urge not to. I think you should just do assembly line, then boom, salads go out. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, man, he wasn't ready. Wasn't fucking ready. Wasn't man, like mm. plate, plates weren't ready. Nothing was ready, bro. And it was, and, I, and then, and then it was funny because like I have, I have the, you know, I have the banquet captain coming to me. Hey, chef, chef, not, he's not ready. Chef's not ready. I'm like, hey, listen, listen, this is his party. This is his baby. Okay. Yeah. If I were to go over right there now. right now, if I were to go over there right now, it would be belittling to him. I'm like, no, Mm-mm. you work it out with him. This will be fine. We will get through this. And it's funny because the the banquet captain was just freaking out because the sous chef at this time had shut down, right? He shut down. He's like mm-hmm. trying to just get the shit out. And I'm over there watching, just observing. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, yes, I could fix this really easily. But if I don't let him go through this, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. give him construction. Learn. Construct- yeah. Constructive criticism. You know, on the way on the back end, then what's the point? What's the point of, you know, because guaranteed, guaranteed, KC, this is a once, this is a one time this happens and then that's it. You don't have, you don't have another time like this because you get your ass set up. If you don't let a cook go down on the station, you're, you know, if you hold their hand all the time, dude, you're never going to build them up to where they need to be. No, Mm -hmm. like there's been some times I've had to bail people out, but this was actually great because then after service, I was like, Hey, you know, where were your challenges? First of all, yeah. I always say, "Hey, are you receptive to feedback?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you That's don't ask, sometimes you know, like sometimes I, I hate to say it, but like, and I get this in my videos, and I've been trying to be nicer in my videos, but sometimes I come off as like cocky and arrogant, like, and I try mm-hmm. to tell people it's like it's not. I don't mean any harm by it. It's just that I have an overwhelming amount of competence when it comes to running a kitchen and being in a kitchen yeah. and like it, it shows sometimes. And like, sometimes mm. I'll be talking about something and like, you know, it offends some people, but man, I, I keep it 100, <laughs> but Hey, let's, let's, you know, so, um, just to caveat off of that, well, let's talk about gem situation. Cause I think this is really interesting and, uh, we should talk about it. So just a, a quick little thing. I, I do want to share this with you, Renan. I have some statistics here in front of my face. Um, just kind of, Going in about, I couldn't get the 2022 version of uh, employees quitting, I should say. And mm-hmm. that's like a broad statement, right? But essentially, what is the turnover for restaurants? Specifically, post-COVID, after-COVID, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. 
in 2017 is the most data that we can get. Um, and for restaurants, it's 72.5% turnover. Damn. That's a lot. Literally a lot. That's um, seven out of seven out of 10 people will leave, you know? That it's, it's nuts. And this is just like a broad kind of perspective. But like the main reasons, and if you, if you kind of put together, and I can bring it to the screen right here. Actually, I can't. I, I didn't share it. But uh, not enough training is uh, like 30% of that, right? Uh, different work than expected. It's like a, a good chunk, 20%. And then the, the most infamous one, uh, boss is a jerk. Yeah. Like at, at, at you know 40%. What? Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Mm. And, I, and I'm sure you will agree. Now, my leadership style is so different. Night and day. I'll mm. never yell at anybody ever again. Ever. Mm -hmm. I'll never lose my cool ever again. You know, if you like, listen, when I was young in management, it was easy, like literally like a fucking light switch. It was embarrassing. Yeah, like, yeah. I have some videos that are just embarrassing. But like, you know, a good example is like, you know, my kid last night. This is a good example because like <laughs> last night, I'm not going to lie. We were at the restaurant. We were at a restaurant. We were eating mm. out. And uh, my kid is super OCD, just like me. Like he is like seriously like OCD like me. Got it, got it, got it. And I, I am too. I've just done a lot to work on it, you know, but it's got it's helped me wow. out in my career. But anyway. So he has a coloring, uh, a little coloring book that he got from the, you know, the restaurant and I tear off a piece to pick something out of my teeth. Cause I can't have anything in my teeth. I just like gives me, the, it, like gives me the heebie jeebies, but yo, I tear, it, off this, I, I tear off this paper and he like immediately like freaks out. And then my wife looks at me and like, Oh my God, I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I'm wow. Like, what? And, she, and dude, he starts going like this, like. He's oh like, man he, he starts you, going you, off you, the you. deep end and and then my wife is over there like like i just like killed this puppy or something you know what i'm saying and and, and she's like yeah, yeah i can't believe you just did that i can't believe because she knows that he's gonna freak out so anyway yeah. he's like quiet he's quiet but then once we get out to the parking lot man it's the waterworks man like complete mm. breakdown why did you rip my paper blah 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 and you know and it's funny because like i took a second i took a second and i'm like you know i could scream at him right i could yell yeah. at him Say, hey, stop crying. It's not a big deal. It's yeah, just a yeah. newspaper. But what people need to realize is that he's six years old. In his world, that that's situation everything. is his world. It yeah, is that's like everything. For us, like, bro, I got so many more things to worry about right now. Like, it. But this is the same for young cooks and young chefs. Yeah, this is their world, so yeah. it's fragile. And so basically, we get in the car. And I look at him and I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, Brandon, are you respect? Are you receptive? His name's Brandon, too. He's little Brandon. Mm. I'm like, can okay. I can I tell you something? And he's like, no, no. <laughs> like, he's just freaking out. And I said, OK, OK. I said, boom. Okay. OK, all right, cool. Then we're in the car. We're in the car. We're on the way home. He's screaming. And I said, OK, listen to me. You have three more minutes before we get home to cry all you want. I was like, once we get home, mm. there's no more crying. And so then basically, boom, we get in the driveway and he's like, and he gets out the car and he's like huffing and puffing. And I'm like, no more crying. And then I, I look at him and I'm like, okay, this is my opportunity. He said, what did you want? What did mm. you want to tell me? And I'm like, first of all, watch your tone. I'm like, second of all, let me tell you something. Once I tore the paper, that's it. It's done. There's no way you yeah. can fix it. And I'm like, yeah. it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be upset. Mm -hmm. But to cry about it, there's no point. I'm like, you're old enough now. Daddy didn't mean uh -huh. to do it on purpose, but I'm telling you right now, there's nothing I can do to fix it except for get you a new one. Uh -huh. And uh, we did. I got him a new little piece of paper. But I think you need to address situations like that.
Like you are yeah. talking to a kid, and I don't mean I don't mean to sound sarcastic, but it's true. Not to baby them, yeah, exactly. But like, and and it's not and it's not to treat them like kids. Like don't get me wrong, don't treat them like kids. But at the same time, yeah. you know, one, I always say, hey, are you receptive to feedback? And if not, okay, great. Yeah. Let me know when you are. Boom, put the ball in their yeah. court. Like, look, listen. Sometimes when I'm pissed off, like I'm just, you know, hey, don't fucking talk to me right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. No, I feel you, but. The reason I wanted to say that is because you're 100% right. Cooks leave because of their boss. You because of their saying? boss. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, and I totally get it. And it's so funny because like I, now I totally, totally know how to deal with assholes. Right. Like, mm, mm, mm. and you know, and it's, and it's unfortunate, but like not everybody that I've worked with, not all of my bosses have been a, you know, a, a shining star in my life. No. Matter yeah. of fact, it's been the complete opposite. And, you know, unfortunately, I've worked with some chefs that are like just absolute dicks for no reason. I yeah, remember yeah. Work, I remember working at Cafe Blue and like one of the sous chefs he used to drink on the job and shit. And like, and it's so funny, man. I hate to put him on blast, but he would like fucking scream out of nowhere. Like <laughs> and shock me. He's like, this festival's not glazed. Like literally screaming. <laughs> and then everybody would look wow. over and then I would look at him. Yeah. And then he would stop and then then he'd like be clanking plates and moving, putting shit in the yeah. window. And then I remember one time I was using my uh, spoon. I was plating up and I had just put my spoon on the pass because I didn't want okay. to put it in For the, a the spoon bang. Yeah, because I left it in the saute pan so the flame touched it, right? Got it, got it, got it. And I didn't want to put it back in the spoon bang because it was hot and he was, mm -hmm. he was on the pass. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do that. But it was dirty. And so I put it on the pass on a towel and he's like, and he just fucking loses his mind. He's like, does a dirty spoon go on the pass? What the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And I, yeah. and I just looked at him and I said, I said, chef, I had it on the flame. And then I remember I, in that moment, I leaned on, I said, Hey chef, can I speak to you for a second? I was like, I need yeah, you, yeah. I need you to understand something. I'm like, listen, man to man, like you do not have to scream. I will do whatever yeah. you ask. Like, there's no question, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, but seriously, you don't have to scream at me. Like it just, it just yeah, doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. And uh, mm -hmm. little did I know he was drinking on the job. So he was belligerent and uh, he ended up getting gotcha, cancer gotcha. for that eventually. But like, it was just so silly because I told myself yeah, as a yeah, chef, yeah. I would never do that. Like, mm -hmm. man, it was crazy. And then, and then my man has the nerve to reach out to me like years later and try to be my friend on Facebook. Bitch. Oh, come on. Fuck no, nah, dog. <laughs> fuck Not no. today. <laughs> Not today, my guy. Yeah. That's no, why, I mean, sir. again, right. I don't, I don't yell myself. I, I don't, I, I sometimes get a little stern. I was like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, what what are you doing? Yeah. Not not like in a condescending way, but I was like, can can we stop that? Like, this is not how we do it. Just kind of that like that tone. Like I'm I'm upset and you can see it, but I'm I'm never gonna yell at you. But then a little later on, I was like, yo, can like for two seconds, like why why did you do that? Can we just talk about it? You know? Yeah. We go back and forth, whatever it is, sure. I was like, okay, for the next time, can we try this? And yeah. Brandon, this is this is how I talk to literally everybody. Like yeah. I, I don't there's no, there's, there's nothing against it. Are you, are you um, planning on having a kid want... yet? Or no? No, not yet, not yet, not yet. That's up to the wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's up to the wife. You know what? I'm not going to lie. Like, and I'm not trying to say like you should have kids or not have kids, but like, mm. I am so glad I have children because yes, they completely change your life, but for the yeah, better. Yeah, it will teach and, you. And like, yeah. and, and like, and I got to be honest, like, you know, for, for me and, and I feel like I, my wife is like a superstar because she deals with kids like she is so nurturing and she's such mm. a good mother. She's such a good mom. 
And like, yeah. I'm kind of like, dude, I don't have these qualities, man. <laughs> 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 Thank God one Bro, of us had it. <laughs> I, dude, I'm so like short term. Like, dude, I don't even like, oh, there's zero, there's zero leeway with me. Like if, if mm. like, if I say, if I say, Hey, no, you can't play with that. Like, that's it. There's no, there's no, like, yeah. you, you ain't getting past that. My guy, <laughs> we ain't getting past that. But my wife is, she's like, okay, okay. For five minutes. Okay. You can have it for five minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. God damn it. I need to be more sentimental yeah. or more like yeah. nurturing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were outside playing, man. And my, uh, my, I think it was, yeah, the three-year-old just fucking, no, the six-year-old face plants, right? <laughs> Dude, right in front of me, right in front of me. And, and uh -huh. I literally, I swear to God, Casey, I didn't even fucking flinch my, my G. <laughs> Didn't even flinch. My <laughs> wife's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Well, she goes, because she's like, are uh -huh. you okay? Are you bleeding? Are you this? And I'm like, dude, he's fine. I'm like, and then I take a step back. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> he didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. And then my wife, she didn't say anything, but I caught it. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I should have picked him up and said, hey, are you okay? Like, yeah, yeah, you? yeah. Dude, nothing. Nothing, man. So I got to work on that. I got to work on that. I got, listen, I'm, I'm a work Hey, there progress. you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. We're all in a work yeah. in progress. Yeah, but it's yeah. funny. I, I wanted to, uh, sorry, not to change topics, but I wanted to talk about gem no, no, a little bit. Sorry, Jen, I do want to talk about blast, it. But I think it's important. We're not, I mean, I don't think we're putting it on blast, but it's just like, um, we, so we have a little, uh, a little uh, mutual, let's say, not debate towards, um, towards ownership or whatever, XYZ, uh, et cetera. I've mentioned to him plenty. And uh, when we we're kind of discussing, I was like, Jem, if that were my situation, I would have left already. Like it's, it's not, it's a waste of my time. It's yeah. just, it's, I, I feel like I'm splitting hairs just listening to you. And yeah. for me, I, I get it. Everybody's different. Everyone has their own thing. For me, I'm like, no, it's, uh, it's not worth it. I thank you so much, uh, but it, it's not working out for me. And I leave just like that. Um, however, uh, obviously everyone's different for him. He feels as if there's a, he, he feels like he needs to like prove something to, to, to the owner or whatever kind of thing that's making him stick to, uh, the situation. But, uh, I know you have other reservances too, but how do you feel about his situation though? So just, just from the outside looking in and from the little pieces I have, and I gotta be honest, there's always two sides to a story, man. I mean, correct, I love correct, like correct. We're, we're all friends, but like, you know, unless I'm in that situation, but I, I, I'll be honest, like the thing that I hate sometimes being a chef is that I am so ego driven. There's nobody in this mm. world that's going to be in a suit and tie in front of the house. That's yeah. going to tell me how to do my fucking job or yeah, cross yeah. my line without me knowing it. Yeah. Right. Like if somebody mm -hmm. touches my knives or moves my cutting board because they want to remove clutter, like there's a certain way to go about that. And for me, that's kind of just like bullying. But who knows? Jem might have had a dirty station. It might have been all nasty, Maybe. right? Like you never know. Maybe. Like there, there's certain like there's certain nuances to each situation from from the way the our perspective, it looks like, you know, mm -hmm. this GM is, you know, an asshole kind of, right? But at the same mm -hmm. time, I think it's easily resolvable. Like and yep. I got to admit, like, don't waste your time without a third person. Yes. Do not Yo, talk to them by yourself. It? Don't Yeah, talk. I was like, get somebody else. Listen, listen to me. Like, if you're oh a sous goodness. chef, if you are in management, if you are a chef of a restaurant, if you are addressing a cook, if you're addressing a sous chef, or if you're addressing the general manager, and you are speaking to them in closed environments. Now, there, there are some times where you need to speak in closed environments. Make and you know it's it might go one way or the other. Make sure you have a yeah. third person there. Make sure, yeah, or that you have a paper trail. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's really Email. important is is most most of these situations can be resolved. Like, you know, I've had listen. I remember one time, like the the general manager. I was in Las Vegas, and I was I was the chef on the line, and uh, I was executive sous at this time. And he just sat the restaurant like an asshole, man. Literally sixty mm. people at one time, and we were going down. And he oh, flat had the nerve. He had wow. the nerve to ask me where table fifty was, and how come we can't run the? How come we can't do our job over here? Man, Ooh. I lost my shit, man. I fucking went off the deep end, bro. I literally went off the deep end, and mm. and um, you know, I got in his face, man. It was really bad. It was a really bad situation for me. Um, mm. But, uh, you know, for me, I, I, you know, after service, um, you know, I went up to him. I was like, listen, I made a mistake tonight. I made a mistake and I want to own up to it. You know, listen, uh, you know, I know we're going to have to deal with this with HR or with, you know, but I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. In all honesty, I apologize. I apologize from man to man. And I completely understand you have a job to do. I have a job to do. And it's up to us mm-hmm. to work together in tandem. We're attached to the hip. And I made yep. a mistake. And then, you know, we were cool, man. We were cool. And then the next day he said, hey, how can we work this out? And I said, listen, sit the, okay, because basically this is what happens. So in Las Vegas, when you're cooking in Las Vegas, if you do not sit these people, they're going to go to the next restaurant, right? Especially if you're in a casino. Got it, got it, got it. You have to sit them. You have to. There's no other way to do it. If 60 people come at once, that's what happens. Then you have to like just, that's the chips you're dealt. Because if not, then mm. you're turning away those guests. So if you sit down 60 people and you have to comp 10 tables, it's still worth it. Right. Got it. Got it. Yep. And so, and the problem is, is everybody's trying to eat before they go to a show. Right. Yeah. So like, so basically <laughs> we worked it out between us. I was like, Hey, listen, yeah. Drop the table. Let's get these orders in. But like, you know, my biggest thing was that like, there's a certain nuance to, you know, the flow of a kitchen. So like I yeah. would tell the servers, do not, you know, collect all your orders, like four tables at once and then ring them all in yeah. the same time. Right. Get your, like, Get your order, but then stagger them at least five yeah. minutes, at least five minutes. And yeah. or like a, like a, what we did was we just didn't drop menus ASAP. We started with drinks. We start, you know, the ones yeah. that didn't want the ones that didn't want beverage. They just wanted water. Boom. Order right away. You know what I'm saying? Like get some food yeah, on the yeah, table, yeah. sandbag a couple canapes so you can buy yourself some time. Um, you mm. know, and that's how you work. That's how you work between front of the front of the house and back of the house. If there's not that mm-hmm. relationship, then you're, you're screwing yourself, right? It's yeah, just going to be pointing fingers all night. And mm-hmm. you know what I did? You know what I did? And I think everybody should do. And, uh, Jem, you too, if you're listening to this, accept, re- accept responsibility for everything that comes out of your yep. kitchen. Doesn't matter. Even yep, if yep, you yep. didn't touch it, do not point fingers. Hey, hey, that's me. That's me. There's no need to talk to him. This is my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this mm-hmm. right. Like accept responsibility for everything. Um, but I think the relationship between the GM and chef is very important. And obviously that's, you know, his is kind of corrupt. And I think the only way to, to talk, to work this out is ownership, gem, GM, right? Yeah. The three meeting, the three of them, it's going to go one way or the other. It's going to go one way yeah. or the other. Now, now here's now I'll play doubles avocado. If you need the paycheck, then shut the fuck up and deal with it. Right? Like yep. I, I know a lot of people that have, unfortunately they have a job and they, they freaking hate it. And yeah. you know what I say? I'm like, listen, you know, cause I, dude, I, you know, people ask me for advice and I feel, sometimes I feel bad giving advice. Cause I'm not like, you know, I'm not, you know, we don't, don't have, have a rest. situation too, you know, yeah, like, and it's, it's like, it's, I'm like, listen, I will tell you one thing. If you're in a job right now and you hate everything, work on a side hustle that will outperform your job. Right. Mm. Just shut up. And, 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 and all I can say is put your feelings aside when you go to work, put your feelings yeah. aside 
just get the job done and stay focused because if you have to, if you're like in a high level position like me, myself, or you, where you're a CDC or exec sue, if you go start another job, it's six months of cleanup. It's six months yep. of getting everything organized and redoing Pretty everything, much. standard operating procedures. This takes the life out of you. So it's easier just to like, good example. When I walk into work now, like it doesn't matter the situation, big, small, yeah ups, downs. I can handle sure. anything. I couldn't say that yep. if I were to walk into the other, other job, but it's because I've been there three yep. years plus. So like for me, I've gotten a lot of curveballs, you know, and yes, it's frustrating sometimes. And I have to deal with like, you know, a lot of like things that just don't make sense to me. Um, you know, especially, mm -hmm. especially with the whole COVID thing. It's ridiculous, man. Like I'm so, yeah, over I could assume so, man. I could assume Dude, so. Yeah. Like, well, it's not, and it's not like, it's nobody's fault. Like, listen, I'm not, I don't want to not follow the rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, that's not it, but it's just like being in California with this whole, and I, okay, let me, let me preface this by saying I am not an <laughs> anti-masker and I'm not anti-vaccine. Okay. I am vaccinated and I wear a mask when needed. But the problem is, is they lifted the mat, la, the mask mandate on inside. Okay. Uh -huh. But in California here, there is a general feeling that if you're not wearing your mask, like you're looked down upon and it's just silly, oh, bro. Oh. like, dude, and, and, and here's my thing, Casey is like, I don't want to wear a mask. Okay. If I don't have, but I don't, I also don't like making other people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you know what I'm so saying? So you, you force yourself to wear the mask. I get it. So, get so, it. so here's a good example. I went to Safeway the other day, no mask. Right. I'm like, yeah, this is great. I feel weird, but I feel naked. Right. Then I'm going around the store. I'm fine. Everything's good. Then I get in line and I'm in line and the cashier has a mask on. And then the person behind me has a mask on, but she like strays. She gets back and she's like holding it like close to her face. Yeah. And I'm just like, God damn it. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm going to put mm. a mask on. And I pull it out of my pocket and I put my mask on. And then like, she didn't say anything, but I just like, you know, I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable, especially yeah, if yeah, you're elderly. Yeah. But my thing is, is they don't know, but I get tested twice a day. I get tested yeah. before I go to work twice a day. Yeah, PCR your, tests, yours is a little more nutty. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like so you this, work at a hospital. It's that, like nuts. Like that's how my wife yeah. goes through. And that's and that's what I'm saying. And then so even at work, like I beg the question, like, hey, if we're all getting tested and we're all negative, like, why do we have to wear a mask? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If like we like, what's what's the point? And then the thing <laughs> is, is a lot of people don't wear a mask. Some people do wear a mask. And so, mm -hmm. you know, for me, and it's like, I'm not going to tell, I'm not telling on anybody. Like I, that is not my job. And my job mm -hmm. is not to enforce this rule and I'm not going to waste time. Uh, you know, I'm not a tattletale and, yep. uh, I just, I r really just want to like get out of California, <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. We, Hey, it's going to happen, bro. <laughs> I'm super excited. We're going to see. I just, dude, I want to oh, be free, man. Like, I don't even want to open a yeah, restaurant. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel dog, you. I, I, like. I want to open a restaurant where there's no rules and regulations. I don't care if we're not busy. <laughs> I do care about business, but like, because now everything is so digital and video driven, you can create the story, bro. It doesn't matter. Yo, can I just, okay. Quick mention. Um, this is, this is a, a, a nice little tangent. So I, as you know, I work by myself on the, on the line, right? It's just all me. I do everything myself. I found a good KDS that I can perform myself during work, I, I I don't need a third person. There's nothing. Everything pops up, and I, it populates all by itself. I pretty much do it myself. Yeah, I had a couple of managers come in. It's like, who's doing your orders? Like, who's who's doing the sales? Like, it's it all online. 
They're like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah you, I, I don't have anybody punching in stuff or this is what you order, whatever. You you do everything your own. I get the order. I just click stuff and it, it goes to you as an email. Like, this will be ready in X, Y, Z. Yeah. And they're like, wow. Um, what do the other restaurants do nowadays? Yeah. <laughs> if you think Listen, about it, I'm- it's like you, you have people on the KDS punching stuff. Like, it's unnecessary in my opinion. Yeah. You know? If I can do yeah. it. Uh, listen, listen, a lot of people I'm, can do it. Look, I'm going to be honest. I think the restaurant industry is going towards more quick service, right? Like, <laughs> let's be honest, man. Let's be honest. Like, I want, I like having a, you know, a server or some, you know, like in a maitre d', like, but sure. in all honesty, like, I was telling, I was just, uh, well, I mean, you know, but like, I was proposing just, just cooks. And only one yeah, or two just services cooks. to serve to serve drinks, and then the cooks deliver the food if it's family style, especially. Yeah. And they explain it, and they, you know, th- it's different when the person cooking your food is bringing it to you. Yep, 100%, there's more of an emotional connection. Different. When I explain a steak that I just cooked, it's like a voiceover, right? Like yeah. there's some nuance yeah. to it. When it's a server, it's it's not as passionate. And I'm <laughs> sorry, but this makes a difference because. Because people are genuinely interested in where their food comes from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How did you cook it? How it was done? And, you know, and, we and, did and, this and ourselves. For, and you know what? And and honestly, Casey, I want just want to shout you out. I think the ramen project is so amazing. Like thank you, thank and you, I, thank you. And I know, I know that deep down in your chef little heart, you're like, Yeah, this is me. This is me. This is like the this best thing, Brandon. Yeah. Like the money that come it's it's like it's it's your sweat. You yes. know, like yeah. as, as gross as that sounds, but like yeah. it's, it, I did this, you know? Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. And I, I just, just like I told so you, good. like, Hey, keep the capital low, man. Like you don't need that much to yeah. create that first bowl. Dog. Correct. Like, we don't keep the capital mm-hmm. low. Like, could you imagine if you were doing like, you need to start out slow and then like, keep it moving. Clean. So right now, as we're kind of talking about it, I'm, I'm transitioning Well, I'm not transitioning, but like, uh, to market it, uh, I have a couple of people helping me out. Um, we're gonna push the agenda as a the own the only ramen pop up shop in my area. Literally, Brandon, I'm yeah. the only one that's doing it right now. Yeah. Um. In the like in the, like the ten mile radius, it, that's pretty that's pretty big. Um. And I think we can push that story out to New Jersey, and I think it will get a lot of eyes. And then, and then when you get that phone call, bro, like I don't know, twelve o'clock at night or some shit, it's like, yo, we ready. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we ready. Franchise. Yeah, cause cause I'll, I'll be honest, like man, you don't need. You don't need a brick and mortar to do ramen. You you really don't. Like, listen, some of the yeah. best ramen I've seen. Like, and I can't wait to go to Japan. But like, dude, they they're on the street. They're on the streets. My yeah. Guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, if you and I was even thinking about like, you know how you see like fruit cart vendors, you see like mm-hmm. hot dog cart vendors, but you don't. They see have no ramen that over vendors, there, man. Yeah, dude, man. All you need is a you know if you had a street cart, you had the the pa- a pasta pasta boiler, then you had the mm-hmm. broth going, and you had your toppings. Keep them warm. Like you could definitely set that up on the street, dog. Like, oh yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah, and it's like, no, I'm not telling you to do that, but I'm just saying there's so many opportunities and avenues where ramen mm. is just one bowl. It's a focus on one bowl, and I'm telling you, yeah. I can't wait to try the bowl. I'm gonna try it one day. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I, I was also thinking like for consumer products too. Like, you know, there's a lot of people have started cooking at the house, but if you could package this up into a, you know. Like, okay, you have your ramen, then, you know, you have your sauce in a, in a, you have your two sauces, your broth in a pack and your sauce in a pack. And then you have, you know, your sides and everything gets warmed up a certain way, but it was like an instant ramen, right? But good yeah, yeah, quality, dude, you could package this up, man. You could, 
And I'm telling you, if you had a distribution company, I'm sure there's one in New York or Jersey that could definitely help you get to that level. You know? Yeah. I definitely want to eventually. All you need is Whole Foods to say yes, and that's it, bro. It's game over. (laughs) Yeah. That's the dream, man. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I can't. Nonchalantly go to Whole Foods. I can't. Like, hey, that's that's uh, that's mine right there. Listen, this is why I was trying to tell people, like, oh, Whole Foods has changed, Amazon this, but I'm like, shut up. The world yeah. is changing. Everybody gets their yeah, groceries yeah, yeah. delivered. Everybody gets their groceries delivered now. Convenience mm. is king. Now, I will say that Whole Foods is the only brand, the only brand that sources locally, right? They go out and they have teams. Like if you come to the Whole Foods in California, you're going to see California local stuff all over the place. Yeah. yeah small, yeah. small shops, right? But if they like, if you go to Jersey, you're going to see local Jersey stuff, Jersey tomatoes, Jersey this, Jersey that. Mm. What I'm saying is, this gave an opportunity for you know chefs and also purveyors to be able to get their yeah. stuff on store shelves, which I think yeah. is key, right? It's on key. a big market too. Yeah. Oh man, could I can't wait. If you, could you imagine if you got into Trader Joe's, bro? Get the fuck out of here. Yo, that'd be that'd be. <laughs> get the fuck out. That'd of be you. ooh. Like that'd be I don't great. care what anybody that'd says. I don't care what anybody says. Like. That's what us chefs need to be thinking about. Don't think mm-hmm. about the freaking brick and mortar and have like yeah. think about the bigger picture. Yes, if you're building a brand, then yes, get a brick and mortar and start building the brand and then branch off. But like, don't tie your whole life into that one place. You need to start yeah. thinking about an exit strategy and also more a- avenues of revenue, more streams yeah. of revenue. See, so this important. is what I'm telling you, man. That's how I think too. So. Again, small steps though, right? So yep. it's kind of cool. I'm going through the process now, you know, etc. Yeah, I would even I would even argue that you could package up that pork, that pork. I can, dude. If if I had a vacuum, you could do that, if I had a vacuum sealer, listen, bro, can, dog, you can get a food saver. It's cheap. It's not that. It's, dog, it's like under two hundred bucks, bro. I don't want to hear that. Listen, I ten know. years ago, okay, I, I would get it. I don't have a I, I don't have a vacuum machine, bro. You can get a really good one at web restaurant for less than mm. less than four hundred bucks. What I'm saying yeah, is, yeah. is if you you can sell that direct to consumer if you just had a Shopify store, right? But you have to do it frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only problem. Yeah. You have to do it frozen because um, mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't be able to pack it perishable. You would need too many ice packs. So I would just, yeah, I, w- I would. De- but you, can, it's it's possible. You can sell it by the possible. People people Definitely are selling doable. barbecue barbecue from Texas, barbecue from California, by via Gold Belly. You know what I'm saying? Well, we'll end on this one. Um, have an open mind. Um. If it's not working out for you, especially in your location, in my opinion, this is straight for me, okay? It's not worth my uh, my headache or the splitting of hairs uh, for me. Yeah. So I I will literally, you know, it's not for me. I've done this three times, Brandon, in my career. I was like, this is not for me. Um, I, I think I put in like a month or some shit. Not for me. Um, hopefully you don't take any offense to it, but I I am walking away. Um, I will try to help you out with um, trying to find somebody else, but uh, I, telling you right now, uh, it's not for me. And then I walk yeah. away. You know, but take that uh, information as you will. For everybody else, though, uh, we'll be back again next week and uh, don't go crazy. All right. Peace.